I'm Jason Klom, and this is the Comedy on Vinyl podcast. The year is 1968. The album is Hello, Dummy, the artist Don Rickles, my guest, Jimmy Pardo. Hi, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, Jason Klom. Thank you for Klom. having me. It is Klom. It's Klom. But it's funny when you say Klom. You know, I'm very forgiving about it uh, when you say it. It's only because you say it with such, you know, fervor. But in fairness to me mm-hmm. and probably everyone in the world. It looks like Klam. Yeah. So why would you get mad? You can't get mad at people. Annoyed. Uh, but, you they, know, but again, it, not to strangers. No, no, no. Not to a stranger. But if I've told you 10 times and you can't get it right, fuck off. Hey, well, I uh, I apologize when, then. It's funny when you do it. Well, it's I, I've not. Given, I've given you a pass. It's cl- Well, thank you for the pass, but it You're is welcome. clom and maybe I should have some respect. You should. Um, it means damp. Clom does? Mm-hmm. So does clammy, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. That was an exciting piece of information. I'm Uh, glad everybody now has it. All right. Thank you. 1968. Uh Uh-huh. 1968. So. Yes. I didn't know what to expect, Jimmy, because I've never heard a Don Rickles album. Hang on. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Go right ahead. Several things that I'm confused about. Sure. How many episodes of this show have you done? Uh, 200, almost 250. 250. Yeah. Roughly. Roughly. And (laughs) nobody has chosen Don Rickles? Isn't that weird to you? Because I remember the very first time I did it, yeah. I did Richard Lewis, yeah, and I thought that I wanted to do Rickles, and you told mm-hmm. me, well, don't, because somebody else might be doing that. Oh, really? That might have been at a time where I had another guest scheduled who shit out on me. That could be what happened. Oh. That's unfair, though, because you, you would be the guy who should have speak about Rickles first. I, I was probably just trying I, to be nice. Maybe I, maybe I was nice and said maybe leave him for Todd Glass or something. Uh, I that I was the wrong guy, even though I'm the right guy. You are the right guy. Um, like, literally, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm hearing Jimmy Pardo in it, which well, is fun. Before we get to that, yeah, okay. and by, by what may or may not be thievery, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it is not. Um, I then came back on and did Gabe Kaplan. Yes, you did. Because, again, I assumed <laughs> everybody has done that. So even when you said, hey, you want to do the show again, yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, let me think of something. You said, you suggested, how about Don Rickles? I said, aren't you rickled out? I'd imagine a million people ask you to right. do this. Right. None. Mm-hmm. And then I was, I was listening to it today. I'm like, was I lying to Jimmy when I said that? Like, was I somehow misremembering like some, like the one shitty guest out of 250 I've had, maybe they picked Rickles and I forgot, and you know? And I'm like, but no, I didn't. I've never heard this. Because before. you never, and then that fa- fascinates me even more. You've uh-huh. done 200 and something episodes of this. Yeah. You're a fan of comedy. Uh-huh. You never listened to Don Rickles ever? Mm-mm. Or no. just this? No, just no. Period. Because I've seen him on TV again. Is the same experience with like Richard Lewis or something. I knew him as a sitcom guy. I know Don Rickles is the fucker sitting next to Johnny and getting not getting drunk, but you know, just being an a hole. Like, and I mean that in a nice way. Of but, course, you know. But yeah, that's all I know of. Really? Yeah, that like, fascinates me. The first Don Rickles I ever heard on on, on an album was an impression of Don Rickles by uh, Michael McKean, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, I don't know. I can't. What what album? Credibility Gap. Be? It's a Credibility Gap album, and mm. the one the name is escaping me, and everybody's gonna hate me for that, but that's fine. But it's a very good Don Rickles. It's a very good done. I, I, all I could do is take you at your word. It's good. Worth listening to. So you, uh, as a as a virgin, I, and I'm only turning the tables here because I'm, I want to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. As a virgin, mm-hmm. what did you think of this album? It's really complicated to answer that question. Why? Why? Uh, I'm a sensitive young boy. <laughs> oh, you of, are of listening to over 2017 I ears. I can't not. Yeah. Now, but the thing is, 
that I say that, and then I'll also tell people, you know, I can go back and listen to like a Marx Brothers, to whom a lot of people they're like, that's shitty and it's old and it's black and white, therefore I have to hate it. I'm very easily can transport my brain into when that's funny, but that's also because there there's no immediate like prick of like, uh, don't, nope, nope, yeah. like a Negro, uh, queer, blah blah. Which by the way. You could make those jokes, and because I know you, and I know your work, and I know your podcast, and I know you're a good person. Yes. Uh, you, you, you know, you do charity work. I know that, again, I know a lot of those things about Don Rickles, too, but I don't have the level of experience with him personally. So, I don't know. Who you are definitely informs your work, Jimmy. But also, there are plenty of people who I think laugh at you for the right reasons, and maybe don't know you. They might get it immediately. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I know. Either. This is too complicated. That's why I, I didn't know how to answer that question. I hear what you're saying, but I, I will tell you this. I have mm-hmm. not heard this album in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the pleasure of seeing Don live several times, which That's we awesome. can get into as time goes on in this mm-hmm. conversation. But in re-listening to it today, which, by the way, I listened to it back-to-back mm-hmm. because I forgot how great it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is um, obviously very of the time. Uh, yeah. Even though he was still able to get away with this later in his career because mm-hmm. he had he had the reputation of what he was doing. Yes. Um, it, it did even my ears sometimes go, Gew! Yeah. Like, uh, even though he's mocking, yes, he of is course. not a bigot. Of he course. is not closed-minded. He doesn't think those things. Mm-hmm. But, boy, there, there is some funny on here. Yeah. If you are If you allow yourself to transport to 1968 mm-hmm. or even 2008 when it was all acceptable. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's banana, like, like you say, queer. Uh-huh, Mexican? Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. Jew? And he's doing like the lowest of the low version of those jokes. Yes. So it's real hard. It's real hard to like, again, to hear it with the right ears. Yes. But uh, I had a thought and I forgot it. But yeah, it's... <laughs> Okay. It is, it, 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 it's hard to hear it with modern ears and, and, and not immediately just, like, rear back. So you didn't – did you laugh? Because, I, again, I listened to it twice I did laugh. in a row. I did laugh, but not that early. It took a while to go. and I know, It's only 38 minutes. I know. It's a short album. That was one thing. Yes. Number two, I again, I know he's – and I've heard him do the, the bit – not the same bit at the end, which I will talk about later because I love it. Uh, but, like – just the, uh, just kidding, everybody. I love everybody. You know that, that I've heard it, and I know, so I know that that's the guy. Right. But I guess because if you don't, if you don't know what the aesthetic choices and how he delivers it ahead of time, and I, so again, like I don't know. I just know him from bits and pieces on shows where it's still a toned down version. Like you know, except for like I think I saw him on Letterman once. Ah, the black guy, and he had almost nothing else to say except for look at the black person. Right. And it's like, and, right. You know, and I but I got it. I don't know. It just yeah. I'm at a disadvantage, maybe not being able to. I wonder if you there's no hand holding. That's that, that's what I was gonna say. There's no hand holding, except for like, listen, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, and then he'll go, but fuck you, you know. It's right. it's very much a like, a, you know, it's a defense mechanism turned into a, a comedy act. Yeah, and I like it. I, uh... but I didn't laugh that much. Doesn't mean I didn't find it funny necessarily, boy, but I didn't laugh. Oh boy, I laughed at everything. But yeah. know this, mm-hmm. I'm a bigot. <laughs> so I laugh at it for all the wrong reasons. Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm mad at the end when he apologizes and explains why he doesn't. I think that's uh-huh. a cop out. You own your words. <laughs> no, I think. Listen, here's what I, here's what I will think, uh, and then we will uh, we could. Uh, die. But my overall is this: mm-hmm. uh, I grew up loving this guy. Yeah, I always uh, understood that he was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, I'm I. It was a different time. I mean, if there's if there's ever a time to say it was a different time, mm-hmm. it's this. Even yeah. though Lisa Lampanelli does this, yeah. now and she's the queen of mean and whatever, and people understand that from her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will say this: you you certainly, you know, after my shows, and I and you had already alluded to this that that I am very much this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to give my, uh, you know, Richard Lewis is my hero, uh, and Groucho, and mm-hmm. Johnny Carson, and Don Rickles is probably number four on my mm-hmm. list of influences. In listening to this again, I may be wrong on that number. <laughs> uh, he is, when you hear this, when I hear it, I hear, boy, do I hear how it influenced me. Mm-hmm. I hear how it influenced Todd Glass. Yeah. I hear how it influenced Andy Kindler. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's there. And it, and yeah. and... Um, again, after after shows, people always come up to me, and I'm very flattered by it. You know, you're the new Don Rickles, mm-hmm. um, but I don't ever see me as a put down comic as much as a I'm bringing everybody in and mocking. Yeah. Um, and but but I still accept the Don Rickles comparison because it's an easy way to say, oh, you do crowd work. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, that's true. I mean, I don't ever say, "Look at the black guy." Hey, look uh-huh. at you. Look uh-huh. at this. Look at that. Yeah, Jew, huh? Pollock. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would. N- I would never do that. Mm-hmm. You know, look at this broad. I wouldn't say <laughs> unless I'm throwing it in quotes. Of course, yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm comfortable enough knowing the audience could do that. But in hearing this, there, I mean, it is the rhythm. Sometimes I know that I've I've used this rhythm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And uh, you know, even on here where he says it's not a rally, lady. I know that when somebody throws their arm up and and mm-hmm. supports me, I go put your arm down. It's not a rally, <laughs> which makes sense because they're doing a normal sure. race sort of thing. Sure. At the same time, it's like, geez, am I just taking that right from here? So it's <laughs> it's fascinating to me. Yeah. It was fascinating to revisit this, mm-hmm. and once again, uh, uh, because I listened to it twice, mm-hmm. uh, and I only bring that up for the third time because I laughed both times, which makes up for you not laughing at all. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And I did laugh, though, but I did laugh. It just took a bit. It took, because I didn't, this is sad. I think I need a thesis ahead of time. It's pathetic. It's like, I feel like I need to know who I, I would have. But you know But I did know who he is. Yes, of course. There is there is that thing. There is the, I, I've signed on to see a comedian. That is absolutely an agreement people can make. I'm okay with people being sensitive to shit comedians. And bad, bad comedy. Because there's plenty of it out there. There's somebody yes. I would really like to call out right now, but I will not call out by name. I wish, will you at least write it down? I'll write so it, I'll write it down. I mean, so here's the I thing, know. people will know what I'm saying if, 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 and I apologize if he's a friend. I do not know who you're speaking of. Okay. And it's one bit. It's one bit that will make me never listen to or watch him again unless he did a whole lot uh, of. Hard pass. Hard pass. Real hard pass. Yeah, yeah you get it. Yeah. And I am, it doesn't no. work. No. It doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? I know that's not fair that we're doing this to the listener right now. I, it's uh, fine. I've probably shit on him on other podcasts. I'm certain I have, by name. It's because I just... Well, I don't know who that is then. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't... It's, it's just... It's... it's Yeah. There's got to be art to it. And the thing, again, like I said, you're, you're signed on for it. But also, like, if, if it's a contract, that comedian's got to fucking deliver. And... If everybody's liking your bullshit and again laughing for the wrong reasons, and that's your audience, and they're paying for you, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Great. More power to you. But you hear Am I the response say that? she's getting. Absolutely, you hear that everybody's I do. on board. That's what slowly signed me on, though. Okay. That's what took me a while to get there. How long did it? Again, it's thirty-eight Good minutes. God, by the time I think it's by the time he brings the guys up to stage. Now let me ask you about that. Yeah, because 
I, I, what I love about that mm-hmm. is more him yelling at them mm-hmm. yes. for not being in the right place. Amazing. That's right? fantastic. Like, Get over here. You're an Indian. Yeah. Like, that stuff was like, why? The guy doesn't know he's an Indian other than the fact that you just told him you're going to play an Indian. He doesn't really think he's an Indian. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff was funny to me. Yeah. Um, I have seen that bit mm-hmm. live several times. Really? Okay. So it's something that stayed with the act. Yes. Holy shit. That's and. Great. <laughs> In going to see Don Rickles, and, and to use your words, to sign that contract of I understand what I'm seeing, yeah. that was the only five minutes that I was really uncomfortable with. Really? Because it's such a stereotype of Indian, and, mm-hmm. and, and there was a time that I, it, when, uh, it's not on the album, but mm-hmm. he also adds a Chinese guy into the mix. Okay. And yeah. it's Charlie Chan. Of course it is. Offensive. Of course it is. It's Mr. Magoo mm-hmm. uh, offend, and And so... That part was really, even though, again, I know what I'm going to see Don Rickles for. Yeah. It's like, oh, Don, this yeah. isn't even clever anymore. You're right. just going, oh, ching, chang, ching. Yeah. And that's a little yeah. jarring. Uh-huh. Um, Which is why the only thing that was pulling me out of it was his acting. Yes. You know, and his interaction with these two guys who didn't know what the fuck was going Which on. Which I loved. Yeah. And, and he still does that. Well, not he's passed away, of course. Mm-hmm. But even in later day, when he would bring these two people up, he mm-hmm. would still do that. Get over here, you painted the ass. I and he would grab them and he would... Do all again all things that I I think I was more influenced by him that I that I'm giving credit for because mm-hmm. I I love the manhandling I love <laughs> the chatter I love the nonsense yeah um it's uh it's great mm-hmm. and I'm mad at you for not understanding <laughs> how great this is I appreciate it Jimmy it's genius it's very good it's ge- it's very good it's more than very good okay. it's genius okay. Now, I have a question for you completely off topic. Okay. Are you doing something different with your hair, or have you lost weight? Because you've looked 20 years younger than oh, the last time I really? saw you. Okay. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I need to trim this hair. This is very long. This is 80s hair, and I cannot handle this much longer. It doesn't. First of all, it does not look like 80s hair. Well, it's because there's very little bit left. Um, you, just, you look somehow younger. Okay. I don't know. So whatever you're doing. Mm. Could be the weed. I don't know. I don't know anything about your personal life. I don't either. I keep my temple clean. That's I fine. don't either. Um, the <laughs> Okay. You know, I wasn't going to do this at the beginning. Do your show. Uh, no, but I wasn't going to do this at the beginning. I had James Urbaniak on a couple months ago, and I've been waiting to do this to any guest. And he's been on like six times. He's a great guest. Wonderful guest. But he brought up a Martin Mull album. We were talking about Martin Mull earlier yes. for certain reasons. And uh, I opened the podcast with, okay, Say your piece. Justify this album to me because I hated it. Absolutely hated which, this Martin. Which Martin Mull album it, was it? I don't know. might have been the first one. They're all basically the same album. Um, but I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I, James, however, made a wonderful argument for it. Wonder, so I 100% saw his point. Uh, so by the end of it, I'm like, I'm not on your side, but I get where you're coming from. And I respect your your love of this album. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. And like he made some good points where I was completely off, off base in the way I was judging it. So... I'm not necessarily asking you to – I'm going to ask you to justify the word genius, though. I don't normally do that, but I, you're I, a smart man. I'm so going to say I'm going to – yes. I hit me with it. despise the word genius. Mm-hmm. I think in this show business that we are both near, mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, thrown around way too freely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think somebody like Don Rickles on this album mm-hmm. – and there's other times where I've seen Don where he's not a genius. Yeah. And that he's resting on his uh, laurels or he's just going to the golf bag and pulling out the same clubs. Sure. Uh, which, again, as comedians, we're all guilty of. Of course. 
Um, but on this album, uh, he is fast. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, his mind is working faster than my ability to say the sentence. Right. It is. Um, so in that regard, I think again, I hate to keep bringing it back to me, but because I do so much of this in my act, mm-hmm. um, and and I always describe what I do as savant like because I am never quicker than I am on that time on stage. Sure. My brain is working faster, and I'm able to think of things that I would never think of if I'm just waiting in line at the post office. Yeah. Um, and that's what I hear. I hear this man's brain working. You know, hey, there's a tall broad, and 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 hey, if I'm the rube uh, uh, at a Jimmy Pardo show that thinks every show is different, even mm-hmm. though there's a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. If if he did the exact same sh- uh, set at the seven o'clock show that he did at this ten o'clock show, uh-huh. then I'll, I admit that I'm fooled by the magic trick. Are you sure? But for him to hey, look at the tall broad, give her a basketball, let her dribble, let her dribble around for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. To me, like the word choices. Yeah. Let her not just give her a basketball. Let her dribble around. Let mm. her dribble around for a half an hour. Sure, wonderful to me. I get that. Um, so justified genius <laughs> is like asking me to explain why do I like peanut butter? Okay, which I may or why may not do like. You like? Okay. Yeah, All I right. don't. Uh, God damn it! It's um, but we can start there. That's a really good place. I mean, the word choice is great. I mean, and to have that. Again, whether it's off the top of your head, 100% doesn't matter. If you deliver it like it is, this yes. that and that speed does seem to uh, uh, betray the um, uh, uh, um, improv. Like, it just does seem like, oh, it must have been off the top of his head. He said it so fast. Like, well, it, it, and there are times, to speak to that, there are times on this record where it's you hear him going to his, you know, go-tos. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's, uh, look at the black guy, is he laughing? Mm-hmm. He, you know, I'm a Jewish man. Anybody coming at me? Yeah. You know, those are the ones where you 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 almost hear it on the page. Uh-huh. But there's the ones like I say, uh, or when he goes, when he says about the guy, he goes out. Ah, it's all broad like this. Uh, they always they always marry dwarves, don't they? <laughs> you know, uh, she's five ten. He's walking around. I I got rickets. It makes no sense <laughs> nope. whatsoever. Nope. But I love it. I love that. That's what he chose to say. Mm-hmm. He went with it. Mm-hmm. The rhythm, uh, Gloria Estefan style, got me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she warned me the rhythm was going to get me. Mm-hmm. His rhythm gets me. Um, I I I know I'm not articulating. No, you are. What though. you want? No, it does. No, there's nothing I want. It's the. I guess it's the speed of what I perceive to be legit mm-hmm. improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, maybe at the seven o'clock show, it was the exact same jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do find the editing on this very strange. Yes, it is. Like I hate that. Like here's a growing laugh. Cut to the next joke. And a reference to a guy that we didn't hear about. Yes. Like, Henry, you're a this and I'm a this. Like, we didn't learn about Henry. (laughs) So that... Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, I would never, like, allow that on one Mm. of my CDs. Um... But trying to see who released this. The only reason it's Warner I, Brothers, isn't it, it? It is Warner Brothers. See, that's what throws me. See, if that's if that's the case... Yeah, why, why is that... Just because... Again, I know he was big at this point. He's in Vegas, for fuck's sake. But if you... If you hear some of the shittier albums of the time, like if you listen, and I mean shitty in terms of quality, like mm-hmm. if you listen to like a Bell Barth or something, they're cut worse than this, but about as bad. Like, so it's so weird that there's just the standards of cutting an album were just... Like, just different. Yeah, now, now it. is it is it because of the, it's, it's the track? 
Is that where it's happening? Is, is it? It's a good question. I don't know. Track one, and then there's a weird edit. I guess track it's possible, two? or they just like the rest is just superfluous. It won't fit on this. No, but it's a short album. It's so what am I saying? Minutes. Yeah. So I don't. Although that was the at the time, wasn't that the normal like twenty five minutes aside? So yeah, I guess you could have gone to fifty. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, that's it's just very weird to me. The, the cuts are strange for such a big album. But let me ask you a couple questions. Yes, sir. As a guy that I hopefully did more research than I did, mm, a little bit, um, not a lot. Was this edited together from different shows, or is it that one is show? I didn't see. Uh, that's a very good question because I mean, you, you one assumes because what Newhart's first album was only cut together from like two shows or something. Uh, saw him alive recently, by the way. Side note, uh, and uh, it was fun. Mm. Uh, no, there's just there's there's a lot to there's a lot to parse when you see a, a Bob Newhart now, as opposed to seeing. And the only reason I just kept thinking of him, thinking of this, because Bob Newhart now is closer to Don Rickles than he is to Bob Newhart that what, you're used to. What he's doing? Uh, at least hey, doing look a at lot. Guys of, in the red shirts. No, um, he's doing a lot more of the uh, street jokes about ethnicities. <laughs> Is he really? Yes. Yes. And that shocked me. And he's doing it for a California audience. Obviously, I'm there. So he's doing it for a California audience who's like, so, you know, there are 10 groaners in that. And he's just like, what? I don't. He's just laughing it off because he's rich in Bob Newhart. But like, wow. <laughs> it threw me the fuck off. Me too. It was, it was, Big I, time. Were you disappointed by that? I was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it doesn't have to be him doing uh, a phone bit, which he did one phone bit. You know, it's just like, hey, everybody, I'm breaking out a phone bit, which means, hey, I get to sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and it was fine. It was great. Except, you know, of course, the one he does is the one that's the most sexist of all the ones that he is ever it did. The, it's the driver one. Driver one, Yeah, it's the driver one. And, like, it's a good bit if you make that anybody else. It doesn't have to be a woman driver, quote, unquote. Um, but at the time, it did. Did it? No. Uh, but... You know, and the, the, like I said, they're just more than you expect. In my head, it's like 30 minutes of ethnic jokes, and it was probably only five short ones. Right, right, right. That's it. Five short ones was his the best joke he did. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. It was about the Vietnamese. Uh, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I don't even understand why he would do that. Yeah, I, I don't. He did do a joke about the Vietnamese, and I can't remember what the joke was. But, um, yeah, but it's weird, right? The Bob Newhart. Anyway, he was still funny. The rest of it was funny. He's doing some impressions that were spot on. Were they? Yeah, they were really good. And I'm like. And that was like the time he came alive was when he was doing certain jokes and the rest of it. He not quite Groucho uh, in his last album, but, you know, slow. Uh-huh. You know, he's an old man, Jimmy. Groucho's very slow on his last album. Oh, my uh, good God. Now, when I met uh, talking about Chico. Uh, now, Chico, we called him Chico because he was a chicken chaser. And uh, how could we call ladies chickens at the time? And he would chase the ladies, so we called him Chico and chicken chaser. Yes, Groucho, pick it up. Carnegie Hall. Maybe this is this is the the album I want to do. I want to get a number of comics redoing Groucho's bits from that album. I, you, Gilbert Gottfried, who by the way I cannot be topped in his Groucho impression. Oh my is god, phenomenal! When I saw Gilbert Gottfried, then I also have a very quick uh, Bob Newhart story. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw Gilbert Gottfried at a place called George's, which no longer exists in Chicago, mm-hmm. the first time I saw him, I saw him twice. He came back way too soon, uh-huh. and I went to see him both times, like within three months of each other, right. and that was too soon um but he did a stupid thing where he was just he was just tearing off masking tape and putting it on his face and then he went into a groucho impression and uh it was spot on Uh and hysterical Mm -hmm. that's it that's my story no that's amazing it was a great show i didn't know until just a few years ago too that that, like that the impressions were part of it because the only thing i remembered from I think I've done this bit before. I've repeated this bit before. It was just a joke about Hitler that he did in yes. years ago. And it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen. And then to know that he just also has this massive skill and this, like, 
encyclopedic knowledge of Hollywood kind of weirds me out. He is, uh, and he's done your program? No. No. The gentleman who directed the documentary about his life is, though, soon, and uh, so maybe... Maybe I'll get Gilbert. There on the we show. go. We'll be... get the uh, the crossover. Mm-hmm. That's not the right word. It's all right. Um, <laughs> so Bob Newhart came on the uh, Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Yes, right. Uh, when I used to work over uh, for Conan, and then way back when it was the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like, well, I, I kind of the same when, when I had to meet Tom Hanks for the first time, who I ended up then doing improv with, which is very very nice. Fuck. Okay. But uh, I met Tom Hanks, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to let this job go by where I don't get to be, I'm a wall away from one of my heroes. I'm going to meet Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I felt the same as Bob with Bob Newhart. When Bob Newhart came out, I was like, okay, I don't, I've only asked so far for Tom Hanks. I will now ask for Bob Newhart. Mm-hmm. I have to meet him. So I walk into his dressing room and I don't know what came over me to do this, mm-hmm. but in the dressing room was Frank Smiley, who was the segment producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Newhart was getting out of the makeup chair to come over to say hello to me. Mm-hmm. And his publicist or assistant, whoever she was, just happened to be standing right there. And the, the Frank Smiley said, uh, Jimmy Pardo, Bob Newhart. And I, the woman was closer to me, and I said, hello, Bob. And I shook her hand. And uh, I said, I go, boy, I, I got to tell you something. You look much different in person than you do. And uh, nobody was laughing harder than Bob Newhart. Yay. He That's got what I was doing, oh. which, by the way, isn't genius. Doesn't matter. Uh, I know you don't don't care for that word, but <laughs> it was. It, and I don't know why I felt comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. But then I I just kept it going, <laughs> and she just kept staring at me like, "Why is he still doing with this?" <laughs> well, I was still going because Bob Newhart is either being the nicest man in the world mm-hmm. or genuinely finds it funny, Fuck and yeah. I'm going to take this absolutely. And then I turned and she went. She finally caught on and went a lot, but I'm not him. And I, and then turned and went. <laughs> Mr. New, and then repeated exactly Holy what I just shit. said to her, and he loved it. That's solid. And it was great. It was like two comics talking, mm-hmm. and it was the best. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's my button New York. I can tell you that that actually is a perfect demonstration of what you're talking about here. You could repeat a bit, but if you have the skill and talent to make it to commit to it that hard, though, you're going to get a laugh out of Bob Newhart. It's, you know, it's the same fucking shit. Like, if, if, if you're, again, it's just commitment. It's sheer commitment. Loving what you're doing. And I don't know why I did. I don't, I don't either, know why. I'm so happy you did. I felt the, you know, but it felt great. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt good. And then he was very nice, very uh, generous with his time. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, by all accounts, uh, everybody else tells me he's a very nice man mm-hmm. other than the, you know, four minutes I spent with him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was uh, great. And of course, as, as people always uh, need to point out, you know, he was Don Rickles' best friend. You wouldn't expect it. Why? A couple of comics. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah their acts are different. That doesn't mean... They yeah. can't hang out together. Yeah. It shocked me that... It did shock me a little to find out his favorite comic was Richard Pryor. That did weird me out a little bit. Bob Newhart's favorite mm-hmm. is Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. According to his son. His son told you that. His son told me that. Privately. Yeah. Well, on the podcast. Privately. <laughs> you had Bob Newhart's son on. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, for a specific reason, not just because he's son of a famous person. Why'd you have him on? He played Bob Newhart for 10 seconds in a Robert Downey Jr. movie called Heart and Souls. And I'm like... That's kind of fun. I don't know anybody's ever played their own dad in a movie. So that's I thought that was kind of cool. And so we talked about just growing up with dad. Weird comic dad. And then he <laughs> sent me a photo of his dad and Don Rickles and like 30 people from the 70s that you would shit yourself if you are in the same room with. I was because like, you imagine. I yeah, can't. Yeah. No, I can't. Because he knew everybody. And uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. I'm looking forward to Paul Reiser's new Hulu show coming out called There's Johnny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so that's the one that's actually about the Tonight Show. Yes, okay. and I'm looking forward to that uh, for that reason. Like that's that's the era that I loved. 
Yeah. Um, although, yeah, I loved 80s comedy, too, obviously. Um, sure. But, you know, that 70s Johnny Carson vibe, mm-hmm. which is why when Rickles would come on The Tonight Show, there was nothing better. My mm-hmm. nose is itching. I apologize. You're absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> so as years went by, I was, uh, and being compared to Don Rickles, I uh, had never seen him. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, we have to change that. Yeah. You have to see Don Rickles. So he was working out. He was doing a show in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I drove out to Palm Springs. And I bought tickets early. So we're in the second row and on the aisle. Because I'm a nut bar and I have to sit on the aisle because uh-huh. I have claustrophobic issues and I'm out of my skull. I get you. Um, we're second row on the aisle. So there's the, 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 the few things that I like to talk about on seeing this my first time. First of all, it's a converted banquet room. Okay. They, they didn't even have a theater yet at this casino. So he's basically doing what I've done my whole career of these one-nighters in hotels in small towns. Yeah. And here's my hero, one of my heroes, doing the same. Like That's amazing. As, as Danielle and I walked in, it was like, this is just a banquet room. And it was like a stage, like, a, you know, one of those, like, they mm-hmm. took the stage down and put the buffet up the next day. That's like amazing. That's how weird the room was. So... He comes out and he opens up with it. I'm Mr. Nice Guy, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, that that tune wasn't so wrong, <laughs> but he sings that, uh-huh. and he's got the full orchestra and he's got his band leader, who's you know his foil. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps talking about how um, I was at the Agua Caliente Casino. Mm-hmm. He's like Agua Caliente. I've, I've lived my whole life. I wanted to work Agua Caliente. And the woman behind me and Danielle, my beautiful wife, uh, keeps going, "Yeah, right." <laughs> It's like, and, and then he would say, uh, uh, what was the other thing that he would say? Uh, uh, doubt it. And she was just like, and Danielle and I are looking at each other like, she, she isn't going to have a, the longest night of her life if she doesn't understand that obvious sarcasm. Uh-huh. You know, uh, uh, and like he even goes, well, it looks like they rolled out the red carpet for me here, huh? What is this, a converted closet? No. Oh, like, oh, you dummy. <laughs> oh my God. She didn't get it at all. Holy and she's sitting behind, and, and I, I, and so I would try to turn around to see what she looked like uh-huh. because I wanted to have a, a, a visual image of the dumbest woman on the planet. Um, so Holy she God. doesn't get it. So mm-hmm. we're enjoying her not getting him being hysterical. Mm-hmm. And he's being, he's being, this is, well, it's got to be 15 years ago. Uh-huh. I mean, it's got to be. So he still was moving around a lot. He was still um, uh, dancing, mm-hmm. and uh, he would still, you know, his, his show got a little Vegasy sure. as he got older. And uh, he, he, you know, he did a James Cagney impression for. I'll say it. I know some Don Rickles fanatics will get mad at me for way too long. Uh huh. Uh huh. For way too long. Mm-hmm. I'm I Yankee Doodle thing, and he's doing that for way too long. <laughs> And um, and I'm mad that he's doing that for way too long mm-hmm. because I want him to do more crowd work. Sure. And so what he ended up doing later in his career, or maybe he did it earlier and it just wasn't on the albums, is he would find a woman in the audience and then kick that, uh, what's your name, so-and-so? Who's this? Oh, uh, that's my husband. And then he would kick the husband out of the room so that he could, you know, quote-unquote, put the moves on the wife. Uh-huh. So... Danielle and I are sitting there. We're in the second row, and he comes down and he says, uh, he says to me, "You know, what's your name?" And I have been in comedy long enough to not try to be funny, mm-hmm. be the be the prop. Uh-huh. And he goes, and, and I said, "Jim." And he said, "Who's that with you there, Jim?" And I go, "That's my, you know, that's my beautiful wife." 
And he looks at me and goes, I've been waiting. He goes, he goes well, uh, he said something. I forget what he says. And he goes, get out of here, Jim. And he kicks me out. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that he kicks out. So I kind of hem and haw. I'm not doing shtick. Uh-huh. I, and he goes, I told you to get out of here. So then I, so I walk up the aisle. Uh-huh. And everybody's looking at me like they can't believe I'm playing along. <laughs> and then he turns there and he goes, oh, I've been waiting for him to leave all night long. Oh, my God, this is our time together. And Danielle, of course, has been in show business long enough to also understand. Uh-huh. We're, we're props. Uh-huh. Don't try to, don't try to, don't, don't, don't you know, don't outstick him. So Danielle's being th- that prop, and and I, and so I think he's done. And this, that's I'm sincere when I say I think he's done doing that. Uh-huh. So I come back down the aisle, and he turns around and goes, "I thought I told you to leave, Jim." And it was, but in that Don Rickles <laughs> over the top wonderful way, place goes. I'm like, oh my, my apologies. And then I go back and. And then, you know, he, he finishes whatever the bit is, and then he mm-hmm. goes back on stage. All right, Jimmy, you can come back in. And I come back in and, you know, give him a nice hand. What a great couple and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, not only did I go see Don Rickles, mm-hmm. I got rickled. Yeah. I got to be the, and again, I keep bringing it back to me. When my fans come to see me now, they want to sit in the front row. They mm-hmm. want to be the guy whose name is mispronounced. They want to be mm-hmm. the guy, you know, who I weirdly put my hand on their shoulder and ask them if it's getting weird. Uh-huh. Like, I've got my, you know, I've got my tropes, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, and they all say, oh, it was so great. I got pardoed. And I call it Rickled because it was like I got to go see Don Rickles and I got to be made fun of. And I got my, my wife was hit on by Don. Like everything. Mm-hmm. It was the – it could not have been better. Yeah. And then the Cagney impression game. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but he, it was great. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And he was hysterical. And it was, a, 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 it was just everything I had hoped for. Mm-hmm. I then went to see him – maybe five years ago Mm -hmm. and he was now seated in a chair and they would open the curtain please welcome mr warmth don rickles and the curtain would open Mm -hmm. and he's already there yeah um because now he can't walk of course and i apologize there was a time in between where um he was an old he he was an old man Mm -hmm. because we saw him backstage i did not meet him uh and he's shuffling around and needs to be escorted around backstage. Mm-hmm. And but then when it was showtime, he was on. Holy shit. And it was like his body forgot that it was eighty something years old. Amazing. And he was on fire. And he said uh again, uh, all the uh, I've I've seen every clip on television of, of his and, and maybe I missed this one, but it, mm-hmm. this was new to me. He saw a woman, an Asian woman, mm-hmm. and said, Oh, look at you. What's your name? Hot soup? And I thought it was, because I'd never heard him say it before, hot soup, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I went crazy. My buddy Pat was with me, and we, we couldn't believe that he said hot soup. Mm-hmm. Um, we then, backstage after the show, mm-hmm. again, I didn't get a chance to meet him, uh, and he's back to being the feeble old man. Mm-hmm. And it was bizarre to watch that show's over, now he's back to, you know, shaking a little bit, maybe, yeah, yeah. and again, needing to be escorted. Um, then I saw him one last time before he passed away where he was again sitting in the chair mm-hmm. and still bringing the people up to do that cowboy and oh my God. Indian thing and just uncomfortable uh-huh. now um, uh-huh. and you know when you're doing crowd work from a chair it didn't you know still we were seeing a legend mm-hmm. and good for him for still wanting to do it at sure. 90 or however old he was Um you know, honored that I had a chance to see him perform. Of course. I got to meet him once on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I happened to be lucky enough, I got bumped up to first class. And I'm walking on the plane. I'm like, holy 
it's Don Rickles. And honestly, it ruined my flight because all I could do is like, how do I talk to one of my heroes uh-huh. without being the annoying, without being that oh, guy? Yep. And so start a podcast. What's that? Start a podcast. That's, that's the what answer. Sorry. So it went from Chicago to LA. It ruined four hours for me because all I'm thinking about, oh like, how do I, what do I say to him? I want to tell him I'm a comedian, uh-huh. but I don't want to seem needy. I don't want to bother him. What do I say? Meanwhile, so it's driving me nuts to be respectful. Meanwhile, every a-hole on the plane is coming over and bothering him. Of course. Everybody. And he is being gracious, and he's putting his arm around everybody and taking photos. Oh, my God. Couldn't have been nicer. But again, I'm still, like, in my head going, well, you don't want to be one of them. Mm -hmm. You're not one of them. You're, You're not a peer, but you're in the same business. Sure. So I get off the plane. He gets off, and his assistant is grabbing the the overhead luggage, and I happen to walk past him. I said, Mr. Rickles, I got to tell you, uh, I said, I sat behind you the whole flight. I didn't want to bother you. I said, but I'm a comedian. Uh, my name is Jimmy Pardo, and it is you are one of my influences. In fact, people seem to think that I'm the I'm the next you, mm-hmm. and it's just an honor. And I get I, I got teary eyed, mm-hmm. and and he just went, well, good luck to you and your career, young man. Good, good, not dismissive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very genuine, very mm-hmm. warm, and I. Several times when I meet, when I've met my heroes, I'm two feet away from them, and I regret everything I've said. Yeah, yeah. I regret what I didn't say. I want them to like me, even though there's no reason for them to. I've just said hello. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be best friends with them, yet I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. And I walked away from him, and I was like, that's exactly how that should have gone. Absolutely. That was perfect. I didn't stutter. I didn't mumble. Mm-hmm. He was generous and gracious. Not interested, but sure. he faked it very well. Of course. And... Um, <laughs> And so, I, I, again, I, I'm lucky that I got to meet him uh, and to have been able to see him live several times. That's so good. Uh, that said, this album is genius. Mm-hmm. There I go. Did I, I, did I make my case? Fine. Yeah, I, I think you did. I think you did. Uh, <laughs> you're just making me think that I, I wonder how big that room was, number one. The, the room of this album? Yeah. How does right? it sound to you? You've got more experience with this than I do. Boy, that's a great question. Is it because I can never tell? Maybe a three hundred seat. Mm-hmm. All right. I love that you have a good estimate. I love that. I love that you have an estimate of how big it might be. Well, you know which one fascinates me is like as a kid, you don't realize this, but when you hear Steve Martin's "Let's Get Small," yeah, 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 that's eighty seats. Yeah, that's fucking. And weird. he's the biggest comic in the world, but he recorded it before he was. Obviously, you know the sure. history of that. But but it's a, so. This was a time in Vegas. Where Sonny and Cher were performing yeah, right. in the lounge, right, right, right. So the lounges were, they had to be three hundred. That's okay. my guess. Okay, say, again, a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, but I, of those three hundred people, there's probably maybe one lady who's saying no. That lady who doesn't get it, and then there's right. just a ton of you in that room. I think. Right? I think so. Maybe less experienced, except for that one asshole who's on stage and making some okay asides, which he shouldn't be doing, but they're not bad. They, sh- You know what? <laughs> and in listening to that, uh-huh. I agree 100% with what you just said. I I admire Don for letting that stay on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that guy gets some good laughs. He does. And Don is gracious enough to <laughs> let this stranger, uh, again, have a story for the rest of his life. Absolutely. Of, uh, hey, I'm on, that, I'm on the Don Rickles album. Right. I want to know. Yes, Uncle Bill, we know that. (laughs) Um, But he let it stay in. There's one time where the guy gets a huge laugh at Don's. Oh, the Nazi line. Oh, the Klan joke. Mm -hmm. And Charlie is his name. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Well, you got to be that tall to to get in the Klan. (laughs) And Don lets the laugh happen. Yep. Leaves it on the album. There's obviously, pardon me, there's edits. He could have cut that out. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let this guy get the best of me on my own album. Right. Um, 
But I think, you know, we're not there. Mm-hmm. So Rickles must have obviously seen his face, sure. seen that he was not trying to Bigfoot him, mm-hmm. not trying to, oh, my wife's, you know, like most hecklers or most people trying to get one over on the comedian. The, sure. The, the, um, that person's wife or friends are laughing too hard mm-hmm. and they want to show their wife that I'm the man here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he must have seen the face to go, well, that's not what this guy's doing. This yeah. guy's just genuinely having a good time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Fascinating. It's bits like that again. That though it, it, it's like I said for me, it was just it's just a slow burn. Mm-hmm. The whole album's a slow burn because again, I, I know what he's doing, but I can't get around how bad some of the shit sounds, and I'm just I'm just gonna be uncomfortable with it. I could listen to this again, and I probably will. I'm gonna be uncomfortable again next really? time until it gets to that point. It's nothing against him, but the thing is, and I, and I waited to bring this up. I started to tear up at the end of it, so it's hard not to. Yeah. It's the most fucking sincere thing yes. that this, and I say this in quotes, this a-hole is doing. You know what I mean? Like he's, and, and I love it. And it's beautiful. And it is the way to wrap that up if you're going to do that, if you don't trust me to get it. So, right. you know, it's on there. It's on there for people like me who, what if you're at the party, you're listening to this, and you are the one sensitive person in 1968. Right. And at the end, you're like, oh, what a nice guy. Yeah. So I'm the dipshit who has to, even though I know better. Yeah. I'm just, I'm you know, the, but my shields are always up. It's just how well, it goes. we're we live in a time where they have to be. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in again, I keep I'm bringing it back to me only because of my comparison to this guy. Mm-hmm. Early in my set, I say I lash out at you because I hate myself, mm-hmm. and then I do some self-deprecating jokes mm-hmm. to diffuse the idea that I'm making fun of this guy. But again, I I I never feel like I'm maybe I'm completely delusional. Uh, but I never feel like I'm making fun of somebody. Um, yeah, it doesn't come across. It doesn't, that right? Way. But I worry for the people, for the three people that are like, this guy's just a dick, right? I diffuse it by saying I do that because of this. But lately, I will tell you, Jason, I said to my wife um, that because my show has, even though it's always been considered to be mostly improvised, mm-hmm. it's really that these days. Um. That I I almost feel like I need to do some sort of thing at the end mm-hmm. to look. We've all had some fun in here tonight. Like almost not a disclaimer, sure, but I'd almost like look. We're look. I obviously I don't hate this man. Obviously mm-hmm. I don't want this person to die. <laughs> uh, all of the, all, you know everything I've said has been a joke. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like I was out of it. So I said, so I'm thinking that maybe I should start doing that at the end. And she went, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> she goes, They get it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to walk them through it. Yeah, and. Uh, but I kind of felt like maybe I just come off a show or two where I felt like maybe somebody left feeling like, so why did I sit in the front row to be oh, this guy's right, right, right. prop? Yeah. I get both uh, your points on that. Honestly. Yeah, right? I get it. Uh, again, there's there's everybody signs a contract when they're in there. But I, again, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm, I'm definitely biased because I definitely love watching you live. But although I say that and I've only seen you do stand-up once, I've seen you do a ton of podcasts. Yeah, but, but it, you know, it. it's... It, uh, there is there are so many context clues that I feel like it would it would take a lot of work to not get it. Again, maybe I'm wrong, and feel free to write Jimmy about that. I think tell me that if I'm wrong. I, I 100% agree with you, but I know when I look at somebody's eyes, mm-hmm. I know this guy's not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. He and so I I get away from that guy mm-hmm. immediately, and I very rarely rarely will do any crowd work with a with a woman because I don't want anybody to perceive it that oh he's putting women down. I see. Okay. Um it's 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 generally punching up where it's like, oh my God, look how handsome this guy is mm-hmm. and it's that. Or 
uh, look at the muscles on this guy. Like you know, yeah. you know, uh, you know, we'll get you back to doing your sit-ups and crunches. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's my point? <laughs> oh, so I must have I must have come off. I wonder if it was when you when you happened to see me at Flappers recently, where I wonder maybe if somebody walked past and maybe had a look on their face like they did not enjoy. Because I disagree huh. with you about this contract thing. The, uh-huh. the one thing I will say is, if somebody leaves and they're not like, hey, that guy, that guy, all that guy did was make fun of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they didn't they didn't sign up for that. Sure, they didn't sign up. If to, they don't know you, for sure, there's no yes. contract. I'll agree. I absolutely agree. And that's that's the situations where you've got people who are complaining that people are being way too PC. Rather than realizing they should know their audience a little bit better, I would I would argue. I don't think people are that PC. You can argue with me on that if you want. But I don't think people are as PC as people make it out to be. Because I, if you said that, the only reason I would call bu- bullshit is because you're one of the most sensitive comedians that's out there. That's the only reason I would call bullshit if, if you said people are too PC. Um... I love that I'm challenging you to censor yourself. This is the best irony. I don't think I will. I I am a guy who 100% agrees mm-hmm. with Jerry Seinfeld and 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 those other fellows that said that colleges are mm-hmm. too PC. Okay. Uh, and then the argument of how would Jerry know he doesn't do colleges anymore uh-huh. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They are, mm-hmm. and you can't take any risks at colleges. Okay. And uh, I don't do them anymore for that reason. Mm-hmm. I got tired of being stared at. Because I was being "quote unquote" too edgy. Okay. Um, and now one could argue, know your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I thought I did. Okay. Because colleges were where uh, Robert Klein and and George Carlin mm-hmm. would go there because those were the great minds. Sure. Uh, we talked about that with Kaplan last time. I mm-hmm. think Kaplan was talking about uh, uh, that might have been recorded at a college or yeah, something. Yeah. At any rate, uh, I don't think comedy club audiences are too PC. Okay. I think people understand we're going to a comedy club, and you might get one person or something that'll come up and go, "I didn't appreciate when you did it." It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but you were okay with everything else, right, right, right. But the one thing that you felt, you know, like when you made the joke about people having a mullet, well, maybe that's how he likes. It. Well, no shit, <laughs> but but you're okay with nine eleven jokes, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that part that doesn't affect your life, right? But because your cousin has a mullet, you're mad at me, yeah. So, but I overall do not think comedy club goers are too PC, mm-hmm. but I, colleges. Look, I'm asking you to generalize. <laughs> I will say this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do think there is a certain demographic mm-hmm. that is too sensitive. Um, and uh, specifically, and I'll, I'll say, I think 20 something white kids mm-hmm. are too sensitive. Okay. And they were raised, they were coddled, mm-hmm. and they were taught to uh, everybody gets, I know I'm being an old man cliche. Mm hmm. Everybody gets a trophy. Nobody mm-hmm. gets their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And then they come to a comedy club, and anything that comes close to being offensive, whether it is or isn't, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, <laughs> it's like none of those responses are mm-hmm. appropriate right. because it's an effing joke. Sure. Um, Isn't that a challenge, though? Or is it not a fun challenge for you? I find it uh, <laughs> annoying. Mm-hmm. And... I'm with you. Like, if you're going to a comedy club, you again to use the you've signed a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going out of your way to be offended. Is the problem then because you 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 said the contract thing is sometimes true if you know the comedian? I think is what we've established. If you don't know, so you're basically in a room of people who haven't signed the contract. Is what you're saying? If it's a college, possibly. Is I that, yes. Okay. Now, I, but again, I have not done a college in ages. Sure. Because I was experiencing this mm-hmm. uh, of. Everybody taking everything at face value. Mm-hmm. And 
look, they're 18 years old. They're, yeah. they're, you know, mm-hmm. Most kids that go to a college show, are, mm. at least in, in when I did them, yeah. were the freshmen that didn't have friends yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, good, I get to go and watch comedy for two hours. Sure. Um, but they're 18, and they're scared of life, and mm-hmm. unless they're the hip comedy people. And there was always that pocket of people for me. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you're the funniest guy in the world. And, yeah. But more often than not, it was like, you're a little friend of mine. Yeah. It's like, well, then you're stupid. <laughs> then See, I was both. That would have been me. If I'd have seen you when I was 20, I don't know that I'd be a fan now. But again, and I, so I, I will agree with, with, with parts of your assessment. I will tell you this. Yes, Jimmy Pardo. In what I do, mm-hmm. there is a comic who I will not name. Mm-hmm. And he's a great comic. Okay. That after seeing me for years, mm-hmm. came up to me and went, I finally get it. <laughs> I have to admit, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I just thought you were a dick. Yeah. And now I see what yeah. you're doing. And it's like, in my head, I was like, how are you ever a comedian? What made you right. get into this business? Right. Um, so, uh, but if you're young, you may not understand that it's done with a wink. Sure. I also think there's the argument to be made that the painting's not hung in a museum to just walk by it. You need to stare at it for a while and get the whole picture of what's going on. If you Boy. don't, you're going to miss out. Perfect. Get me to the snack shop because <laughs> I don't want to see the paintings because that's boring. <laughs> that's my take on museums. No, that's good. No, I that's love good. museums. No, I, I, I love your analogy. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why I had to yeah, shit on no, it. No, it's fine. It was good. I, I, the shitting was, was, was fun. Nobody's ever said the shitting was fun and I'm really fucking grossed out by what I just said. I, I, don't I feel like I should leave happening. the room right now. Um, here's a weird proposal. Go. This is not... I don't think it's a good idea, but I want to know what happened. Maybe there's comics who do this, and maybe I'm not aware of it, who does the fucking thing up front. Can you come in with a caveat up front and say, hey, I'm going to have some fun with you assholes, and I don't mean anything I say. I That's too much, can. right? You I don't can, think you can. Right? There's no way to, to front um, load your sincerity or your heart. Not the sincerity. I do it in a yelling way. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I do. I talk off the top of my head. Either you like it or if you don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully more articulate than I just said it. Sure. Articulately. Um... But I don't think you can. Right. I, I don't think you can. Yeah. I think you you either your audience knows what they're going to see, mm-hmm. or you run the risk of six people walking out and going, "Didn't come to have this guy yell at us or this woman." Maybe. Right. I'm sure Lisa Lampanelli deals with that all the, dealt with it all the time before mm-hmm. she became famous. Yeah. You know because she's doing what Don did. You know, mm-hmm. ah, there's my queer. There's the gay. Mm-hmm. Ah, look at the black guy. He's over here with his big dick in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people are like, "Why is she saying that?" Mm-hmm. And leaving angrily. Right. Um. She then eventually sells out arenas. Mm-hmm. She's doing fine. Sure, sure, sure. There is the argument, and we could spend another half an hour or an hour on this, of saying that maybe some of the people who are not doing so well at colleges aren't doing their shit artfully enough to get the point across. But again, I don't know. I want to see you do a college. I want to – you would be a good test just just for the sake of just – does Jimmy Pardo translate better than other people? Because And only because I know you. Only because I know your art. I don't know. It's hard to say. Because I know Paul F. Tompkins could do a college. I know he could do it. Because I know how he's uber sensitive like I am. He's He will adapt in that different way. You do two totally different acts. But yeah. I don't know. It'd be an interesting experiment. I'm not saying spend your money to do it. I'm saying if there's a college out there. No. <laughs> call Jimmy up. You're going to hear no. You're going to hear <laughs> no thank you no matter how much money you're offering me. Uh, I'm going to pass. All right. I respect your I'm going stubbornness. To pass. It's uh, am I stubborn or am I realistic I in know. that I'm an? Uh, you should I'm, be both. I'm of a certain age mm-hmm. and not famous enough mm-hmm. for an 18 or 19 year old who doesn't really want to be at a comedy show. They're doing it just because there's nothing I else get to that. do. Sure. 
why do I want to put myself in that I position? I also get that. I completely understand. Now, the 18, 19-year-old that comes to see me at a comedy sure, club, they're different. coming because they want to. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am not speaking in broad strokes sure. as much as I am very tiny strokes mm-hmm. that end up being very wide. All right. <laughs> Just sit with that one for a minute. How did this become about me and not Don Rickles? It's about Don Rickles I blame still. myself thematically, 100%. Thematically, it's still about Don Rickles. It's okay. It is. I, it is thematically. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and it's again, it's about me being way too sensitive. I again, I like it, and by the end, I'm 100 percent on board, even though I'm still uncomfortable with the Native American shit. Like it's it's it, that'll never not be uncomfortable for me. That part is. But again, I think it's less artful than the rest of it. It's more it, broad. It is less artful. That's the best way of putting it, and that's why it's uncomfortable. And that's that. And that's my only argument because I think you can do just about any act artfully and make it work. Not with every audience. I'm not. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go back there. But I am saying, it in general terms, you can do just about anything artfully, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he does it artfully. Yeah. I do, I, but I do. I don't disagree that that part seems to be like beneath what he's been doing. Sure. And then here, all of a sudden, hey, you know, it's almost like he goes the other way. Like he's adapting to, like, I better make sure that nine people that don't get me laugh mm-hmm. at yeah. something. No, I. That's also a really good point. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, this is going to come out in a few weeks. Uh, first of all, tell people why to listen to this album. I was about to do the promo thing. Fuck me, I'm an idiot. Why listen to it? Because yes. he's a legend. Mm-hmm. He's a genius. And you're listening to. Don't mock my <laughs> use of the word genius. Don Rickles is a genius. Uh huh. And the fact that you are questioning that makes me question this entire idea of you being in comedy. I'm furious. I'm barely in comedy. Continue. <laughs> All right. Well, then well then you can say it. Then mm-hmm. you can be skeptical. Uh, he's a legend. And this record um, shows why he's a legend. I mean, yeah. he's just uh, – it's wonderful. That's all I can say. That's fine. It's wonderful. And it is a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And, um, boy, is he, he's quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's upsetting. I don't get it. I do improv, and I, I don't understand how it's that fast. Yeah. I mean, I do what he does, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to this going, boy, that's fast. Do you remember everything you You don't, right? The end what of do the you night, mean by that? At the end of the night, how much do you recall that Zero. you pulled out of your ass? Okay. And it infuriates me. Really? Which is why people tell me to record every say, one of my don't? shows. You don't record any of them? No. Why? There's the reason you don't record. There has to be a reason you don't. If you, if you, sound, you sound a little regretful, but you still won't do it. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? Fucking comedians. Sorry. I'm an idiot. God. I'm a misfit idiot. That would be the reason why I don't do that. But I should. Yeah. Yeah. I, what I really hope is that the other comic will go, hey, that's hysterical when you said blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I'll go, oh, that's right. And then I'll write that then down. Then hold on to that one. Yeah, uh, but that's not the magic of it. But, uh, it's also not their job. Yeah, true. Uh, I also do. You know what it is? I can't listen. I don't want to listen back. I understand that. Have somebody else do it. I don't want somebody else to have to go through okay. that. Okay, all right. Um, although, why wouldn't they? The people just enjoyed the show. Why Absolutely. wouldn't they enjoy why hearing wouldn't it? They, yeah. they buy your CD, idiot. Why wouldn't they want to hear this one? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> listen to this album. Yeah. There, I've said it. Good enough. Jimmy Pardo. A couple of weeks, this is going to come out. Yes. What do you have to promote? Uh, where can people find well, you? Well, I, of course, have my award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, mm-hmm. that people seem to still be enjoying. Mm-hmm. We also have a spinoff podcast called Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo. Super fun. Which is basically a half hour, thank you, it's a half hour version of Never Not Funny as a game show. Mm -hmm. And I love game shows. I love hosting game shows. I've been lucky enough to do it a couple times on television. I want nothing more in the world to be hosting game shows. Yeah. And uh, Matt Belknap and Mike Henry, uh, who produced the show with me, uh, we figured out a way to make my conversational style 
that is on Never Not Funny, as well as my stand-up, into a format that is um, digestible in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and that is Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo. And we've had uh, we have great guests like Nikki Glazer and Scott Arkerman and Zach Galifianakis, mm-hmm. uh, Christelle Alonzo, Lauren Ash, and Rich Summer. Those are the guests That's from awesome. the first six episodes. And I'm proud of it, and I like it, and I hope people dig it. I'm hoping in this in this era of uh, <clears throat> streaming shit that you could – I mean, wouldn't it be easier now? Well, you'd think. You'd think. I'm just saying, you language if you want it. You got the content. You got – god damn it. Whatever. I'm annoyed. I, I, I want to see you on TV as much as you do, I, probably. So, you you'd know. think it'd be easier. I'm going to sit back. Twitter, Jimmy Pardo, at Jimmy Pardo on at Twitter. Jimmy Pardo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's Pardcast-a-thon? Oh, March. thank you. March uh, will be March uh, the 3rd. Okay. March 3rd, 2018. To Oops. raise money for Smile Train. Yes. Raised how much last year? 144000 Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we dance around the 150 mark uh, more often than not these days, so hopefully so, we still will next year. All right. Well, that's about it. Should I promote something? I don't know. Go to stolendress.com slash celery sound. That's my little sketch comedy record label that barely exists, but go check it out. <laughs> um, and see me in the, nope, you missed me seeing me in the Lost Boys. There's going to be some Christmas show this month. So mm. uh, come see me on a drinking game on at Acme Hollywood. That's about it. Well, Jimmy, thank you for doing the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, have a good thing. <laughs> Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. A major portion of Comedy on Vinyl has been underwritten by Stand Up Records. Please visit StandUpRecords.com for all your comedy needs and tune into the new Stand Up channel available on the Roku, where you can also find select episodes of this podcast. 